0: everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books, collectibles, uh pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35. That's D C N E W S 3 5. DCNEWS Thirty-five. Use that code and receive thirty-five percent off site-wide at InsightEditions.com.
1: Welcome, morning all, to episode one hundred and six of the DC Comics News Podcast. I am your host, uh, Brad Flicky, and with me today is the man, the myth, the legend, the walking nerd encyclopedia. Steve J. Ray. How you doing, Steve?
2: I'm very good, brother. What a wonderful, wonderful introduction. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm yeah, with welcome. Brad, sure. the man who puts <laughs> legend in legendary, no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> All right, so we got some movie news,
1: TV streaming news, uh, and of course comic book news, and maybe even a little bit of some other news uh, this week, so we can go ahead and uh, jump right in. Up first in movie news is we got to see some, uh, pics from the Justice Society World War II animated movie that's coming out. Uh, so Steve, what do you think of these, uh, what do you think
2: of these pictures? They're nice, aren't they? Um, some great yeah. character shots. I love the one of Wonder Woman flying into the screen. I, I nearly had to sit back from her because I thought she was going to punch me in the face. But, um, yeah, everything I'm seeing coming out of this film's really, really cool. It's good to get some real, um, looks at the characters themselves. And my favorite has to be the one of, of Barry and Jay running together because they're where the multiverse came from. That story, Flash of Two Worlds, changed Everything, and we're still feeling the repercussions today, throwing the World War II scenario, throwing in the fact we've got the first super team and one of my all time favorites and yeah, everything we see from this film just has me smiling. What did you make of it all my friend
1: yeah i I agree my favorite was the flash and you know and and that's exactly why I like it so much as like you were saying, you know that's where the whole multiverse concept came from was from the flash, so I love that we're going to get to see two flashes and you know the possibilities that that's going it's going to bring not even for this animated movie but maybe other ones coming you know in 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 the future so oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh yeah I, that that's the one that really grabbed me so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this and and uh, and i'll also kind of reiterate what i said last week and that um uh, i hope that we get to see more uh more characters than what we've seen so far uh, you know, so so fingers crossed on that. But I'm yeah, this is one that I'm really,
2: really looking forward to. What's the story with that kaiju creature? That looks kind of fighting. I thought they were just fighting yeah. Nazis, not sea yeah. monsters.
1: Yeah, <laughs> see those those creature things uh, uh, pictures can sometimes be misleading because that could just be a a quick fight at the beginning, you know, like to get us acclimated with the characters you just don't know in the context of what that creature is going to be so I, i'm a little curious but i'm holding out on exactly what i think it might be
3: until uh, oh, i like
2: the your thinking
1: i am <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on uh up next uh we uh we're learning that the movies the hbo, HBO max shows and some of the CW Arrowverse shows might um, share a not necessarily a continuity, but uh the, the whole multiverse aspect, and you know, in a way that we can connect them, uh, which is very, I think, very exciting. What was your take on this?
2: It sounds like they're going the same route as the comics, doesn't it? That They're going for a whole multiverse omniverse, um, sorry, metaverse omniverse kind of aspect. And the fact that all the creative talents, producers, writers, directors are all going to be speaking to each other so they don't um, redo the same stories. And the fact that um, what we've seen with the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover last year, that there can be multiple Superman, can be multiple Flashes, everything does exist, even if it's not on one Earth in one multiverse and that is exciting as hell because now we can just say well that's the reason there are two supermans or whatever else i think it's really exciting and it can lead to some brilliant brilliant stories that just has me happy too what do you make of it yeah i
1: i love so much about this because it's kind of the best of both worlds because they don't have to interconnect but they can if something really cool comes up or an idea that hey this would really it's just it's it it throws open the doors with storytelling and I just love that we are at a moment in popular culture where the, a multiverse is something that is mainstream, you know, known outside of us comic book readers, you know, that it's kind of well and accepted. And, uh, this is, you know, and given what's happening in certain other shows and certain other companies, um, you know, they're following DC's lead in the whole multiverse thing. So that's just, I think from story spelling, st- telling aspect, it's just that it's, it's great. I can't wait to see what they do. It's um,
2: really I, versatile ground, isn't it? To plant yeah, I,
1: I would love to be watching, you know, Aquaman 2 and have them somehow reference Infinite Crisis are Infinite finenders from like the CW show so now you know like the fact that 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 can happen i just that just makes my heart happy so uh, i'm i'm so excited about that idea very cool and go moving on to tv and streaming this story uh is a real bummer um the wonder girl series that we had talked about a few weeks ago is not moving forward at the CW. What was your take on this?
2: Bummer is the right phrase and the exact one I would use, my friend. Oh, we got so excited, didn't we? Um, reading Future States and reading about Yara Flora and, and what a cool character she is, I just thought, whoa, this girl has just appeared in the comics. She's brand new. And already they're thinking of bringing it to, to, to TV. This is amazing. And boom, my balloon got popped and it was full of vomit. And now it's all over me and I'm not happy. Um What the heck? Why? Hey, but you and I know that in this team, we always have the Superman S for Hope proudly emblazoned on our chest because it's never say Never. Stranger things have happened. Hey, we're getting a Snyder cut that no one thought we'd ever see. I'm not gonna put the complete full stop and period on this. I think we may yet to see this version of Wonder Girl, this future Wonder Woman, on our screens. And uh, yep, I'm gonna take a leaf out of Seth's book and stay positive. What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to stay positive too. And full confession time, <laughs> I. Like the first time I ever had a crush on a comic book character was Kitty Pride back, back during Chris Claremont's run. Awesome. The second time I've had a crush on a comic book character was Yara Floor in Future State. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah. She
4: I'm not, was I'm don't I, blame her.
1: Yeah. She's <laughs> my, she's one of my, if not my favorite thing Good about character. Future State. Um I loved her optimism. I I I loved the costume. Uh, I love I I just I loved the art in that. I mean that which is obviously doesn't mean anything about a you know talking about a TV series. But I just I I loved the character so much and how it was presented. And I was so looking forward to seeing it come to the small screen. So that really that really really bummed me out. Um but you know, like I like you said, I have hoped that there's other ways. There's so many and, and that, that's another good thing about where we are right now in popular culture is that we have so many different avenues, so many different streaming services and ways to get content out there. So maybe this won't be the end for for this idea. So we'll you know, see. fingers crossed. So staying positive. And up next, uh, we're getting a um, little news here that this is not super DC related, but it, it, in a way because we, you know, DC has published the uh, Hanna-Barbera comics. Um, Velma Dinkley from Scooby-Doo is getting an adult um, HBO Max animated series. And we're also going to be getting things like a uh, Clone High reboot. So what was your take on this?
2: jinkies that sounds fascinating um yeah why not she was the smartest of the character in the series and i'll be honest after scooby and shaggy she was my favorite fred and daphne really got on my nerves so good on you velma let your like shine brightly through the night and let's you show the world that you are the greatest detective in mystery Inc is it going to be an origin story is it going to be you know it could be anything couldn't it on HBO max I mean are they going to go down the harley Quinn route? Hmm. Well, we just don't know, do we? Um, good casting, a well known voice actress, someone who could pull off the part of the, a little bit different to what I'd expect from Velma, but hey, it it could really, really work. But seeing our childhoods revisited in new refreshing ways, as long as they're respectful, I'm down with. If they end up really um trashing the character, that's when I can't deal. But ugh, let's hope it's more Harley Quinn. Um, DC Universe HBO Max than it is Thundercats um, that's all I have to say about that what would you think of it
1: yeah yeah I, I think that um, you know I, I'm i pretty optimistic um, and it, it may be that just because Carly Quinn is so good that maybe you know Warner Brothers does know how to produce and market a adult oriented Um, animated series like this and you know there is a certain retro um appeal obviously to the scooby-doo characters that will bring you know older adults you know around to seeing it so it does potentially have a big audience who would be interested in seeing it but yeah i i definitely agree with you though that they need to go down the harley quinn route and not the uh the thundercats route so um Please. Yeah, you know we'll you know we'll see as we get closer and get more news. But um yeah, I, I, I think it could be uh it could it could work. So and you know, we'll see. And uh up next now maybe you know, we can put a bug in Melissa's ear here if she's listening <laughs> about the Your Floor series. But supergirl star uh Melissa uh Benoist has production company that has signed an overall deal with Warner Brothers TV. What was your take on this?
2: Fantastic. I really love it when talented actors decide to step behind the camera and go into production and direction, and she's a very, very talented lady. Of course, I'm super bummed that this is going to be the final season of Supergirl. She was made to play the role. She looks the part. She acts the part. She is Kara Zor-El. But again, I don't think it's the last we'll see of the character, particularly with her as cousin getting his own show. Now, we cannot have a Superman show that doesn't every now and then feature Supergirl. But the fact that she's producing more stuff and she's staying with Warner, that means her relationship with the company is a strong one. And if she loves the characters and she loves the universe, who's to say that one of the things she makes won't be a DC-related property. Hey, again, this is all good news. Where a talented artist, steps out of their comfort zone and tries to do something different, something new, but something related to what they're really known for. All pluses. I cannot see a negative to this story at all. Good luck, Melissa. Um, I'll, I'll be watching. Let's see what you can come up with. What did you make of it, Brad?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been not only was she made to play the role, uh, she brought you know, she and she brought so much heart to it. And she really was the, you know, the soul of the show. Um But it, 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 we we saw her come into her own as an actress. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think she directed a few episodes as well. I so end, see, I
2: think you're right. Yeah. It,
1: and it's cool to see her come into her own. And from a fan point of view, it would be cool to think that part of this deal is that she agrees to come back in the role here and there for cameos and things like that, because I would, you know, I would certainly like to see her come back in the Superman show, you know, here and there, uh, because her, her embodiment of that character was so, you know, so, so well liked and so easy to liked. So, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, this is there's just nothing negative about the story. I think um that she she'll bring us some good content. So, you know, hopefully we won't have to wait too long to see, you know, what she what she's going to bring. And the last uh bit of TV streaming news here is that uh, HBO Max uh, is going to be expanding to uh, Latin America and to some uh, Caribbean areas. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: Why, why, why <laughs> is the UK on that list? Hey, I'm not hating on South America. Good luck to you, my Latino brothers and sisters. Awesome. And Central Europe. Where's Northern Europe? Um, what the actual F? Erg! I want to bang my head against the brick wall. I want to write it to DC. I want to say, hey, guys, we need you in the UK. Guess what? You don't need to translate anything. We speak kind of the same language. What the actual F? <laughs> mm-hmm. Help. But no, I'm happy for everyone else. Mm-hmm.
1: Brad. You know, you, yeah, you you are who I immediately thought about when I... Read the story, uh, because, because I was thinking, what is going on? This just makes no sense. It has to be some kind of rights issues tied up somewhere because not only does this, yeah, not only does this, um, story you mentioned the, you know, Latin America and, and some Caribbean territories, but it also says, you know, that they're expanding into Central Europe and things like that. So if they're doing that, then there is absolutely no reason why they can't do it in the UK. So, you know, something's gotta give because you, you I'm certain there's a ton of people in the uk that want to see these shows and see the not only that but see see the movies that that um you know they're releasing you know because you know on the service instead of in theaters because of covid or at the same time as theaters i'm sorry because of covid so yeah i mean come on come on hbo max what is going on like
2: fix that (laughs) especially with what's happening next month some little film that nobody's ever heard of called justice league um Snyder cut what 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 what, what?
1: <laughs> Brad. Yeah. it's it's it makes no sense at all that the u k does not have access to the yeah. snyder cut it makes no it's sense because so right. uh, i you know the u k has to be you know either you know as far as comic book consumption it has to be right under the u s or at least under the US and right under Japan or something like that. I mean, it has to be.
2: Um, For American comics, US, UK and Australia are the biggest markets. Yeah, so, yeah. so what the hell? And I don't yeah. see Australia on that list either.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. So I don't know. What you do. yeah, yeah. All right. And, uh, before we take a quick break, Steve, is there any, uh, any other last thoughts on any of the stories we talked about before?
2: Um, the stories we talked about I'm quite happy with, but I don't know if you've been seeing these little countdowns that uh, Zack Snyder has been putting up on his Twitter feed for the big brand-new trailer that's going to drop tomorrow yes. for yes. the Snyder Cut. Um, there's a couple of close-ups there which really got me excited, particularly when we see uh, Desaad, Dark Darkseid, and... Granny Goodness, because I zoomed right in and big shout out to my buddy Max Byrne who writes for Dark Knight News and for Fantastic Universes he spotted an uncanny likeness between um, Dame Judi Dench and mm. Granny Goodness yes, Granny Goodness makes an appearance at least in in, in the trailer um, so that's got me really hyped and there's a close up of someone standing on the Batmobile Bat Tank, whatever you want to call it um, that looks remarkably like John Jones to me in, in a still from the, these little snippets. So, have you seen any of this stuff? Or what are your thoughts? On yes,
1: that? you know, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I have. I've seen them, and I'm, I'm, I, but I, I, I kind of held back, you know, commenting or even sharing them on social media because I want the whole trailer. But I did come across, yes. um, you know, that that Helen Mirren was going to play Granny Goodness, and <laughs> i i i didn't really even pay it that much mind i thought oh that's got to be like the onion or something you know i i i, I kind of made a mental note i got to go back and, and read up on that and see if it was true and then i i kind of got busy you know yesterday and today so I, I i never went back so i i'm glad that you brought that up because i'm i'm do you think that do you really think that it's her or don't you think that would have been looks news? Like I, I'm, I'm I don't
2: know well if it is her and they've kept it a secret kudos because that's unbelievable i doubt it very much i don't think you're actually going to see much of her but the fact she's even included in a still and we have got Ava duvernay and tom king's new gods movie in the works if this is a little nod to the uh hats to, to that particular project um as long as it's a strong actress uh i i'm happy but when you zoom in on that photo, the uncanny resemblance to Judy Dench is bonkers, absolutely nuts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Please God. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, man, yeah. Only a few weeks away.
2: Can't <sighs> wait if I get yeah. to see it, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Fix something out. You'll, you'll be able to see it. But, I don't um, want to go down the illegal route, Warner Brothers. But yeah. Hey, right. What choice are you leaving us? <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's not—that's so not fair.
2: That is, I know. That is Absolutely not fair.
1: Um, you know, maybe, you know, and we we talked about this before Wonder Woman was released too, and 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 um, they got it out to you. So maybe, maybe they'll figure the same situation out. To get yeah,
2: it to, cr- I so, mean, but a screener yeah. for someone who works in the industry like we do that's fair enough but it's the general audience that I feel bad yeah. for because yep. the amount of comic book fans DC Marvel whatever in the UK and Australia is so huge so passionate that the fact they won't be getting to see it is is worse i mean I'm, I'm not just saying it for selfish reasons because somehow I was get away or like we said we've got norman dc let us have a screener for it but um for the general audience not to get something i know they'll love i mean i've got friends salivating for the snyder cup and not knowing when they're going to be able to see it so dude um for me i'll find a way because i'm a journalist i work in this industry someone will have a copy that they can let me see warner brothers will directly but for all the other fans out there I'm fighting your corner, my friends. Believe me. And so's Brad, because he's fantastic. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's true. <All> I right. <laughs> say it. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break and pay some bills and hear from uh, our sponsors. And we'll, we'll be right back with some uh, some comic book news.
0: So stick around. Everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books, collectibles, uh pop up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items, and right now you can get thirty five percent off site wide by using the code DCnews35. D-C-N-E-W-S-3-5. DCNews thirty five. That's dcnews W S three five DC News. 35, use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com.
3: This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about The Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where The Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt To rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores
4: My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher.
2: First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night.
3: Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton. And I'm here to tell you about Madbuck, a Harley Quinn cast.
0: Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, goger.
5: And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and battle will nuts. I definitely do not Death in need of an adult-sized nemesis.
1: Humans make good
5: fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers.
0: Hmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics
2: News Podcast Network presents Mad Love: The Harley Quinn Past.
3: <laughs>
2: Back to you, Seth.
3: So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics.
2: Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A
3: complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about.
0: You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by
2: fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or
5: Dummies.
2: Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network.
5: What's up everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News.
4: I am Tony Hasty for this show.
5: And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe.
4: We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot.
5: Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our 100th <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> Here's <Monday>. hoping. <laughs>
4: We're gonna have guests on this show. We're gonna be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence.
3: <laughs> off, the t-
4: off the cuff, let's go. Off the cuff, off the cuff. Anything you off, want. Off Anything you cup.
5: want. Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about.
4: That's what the show is about. We're gonna That's be talking the- about. We're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go.
5: No, no one had to see more of the bat.
4: No,
5: I didn't want, god damn it. alright, we're gonna- Scooby doo DCN After Dark, check us out, watch us without your kids, and if you were a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo.
4: Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes.
5: Yes. And a Santa, uh, an unseasonable un- 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 Santa hat except the season whatever. Check us out.
4: <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. Available exclusively
0: on YouTube.
1: And welcome back to episode 106 of the DC Comics uh, news podcast. Oh, now we're going to talk some uh, some comic book news here and uh up first is that uh, we're having a special anthology issue, uh, Festival of Heroes, that's going to celebrate Asian uh, superheroes and characters
2: in D.C. Steve, what was your take on this? This is fantastic. I mean, have you seen the list of writers and artists? And have you looked mm-hmm. at the characters that are going to be involved in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, this comic is going to be in Incredible. Absolutely awesome. I mean, as soon as you add names like Jim Lee to the list, as soon as you see characters like Cassandra Tain, you know you're on something special. And as you're probably aware, I'm half Spanish, but I'm also of um, Indian and Persian descent. So the Asian thing there is there for me as well. And one of my favorite of the run of current new talents that's really kicking ass as a writer is on there Ram V and another artist, Sumit Kumar, who um, I just think those two guys are absolutely killing everything they're putting out these days. So it's just great for anyone of, of, of Asian heritage, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Indian. Um, it's brilliant, brilliant news. Plus the fact The level of talent creating it is top draw, and the characters, Katana, please, underused, underrated, absolutely. The new Green Lantern, I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm really pleased that uh, this is a story that um, I posted on my own site on Fantastic Universes. So, yeah, give me more. I can't wait to pick this one up. I'll be inline paying my hard-on bucks even though we get it for free to read digitally to review. What about you Brad? You excited about this one? Oh man y- y- absolutely
1: um, you know Ran V absolutely can't wait but what really wh- what had me from the go is Gene Wen Yang because yeah, Superman amazing. Smashes the Clan is one of the best uh, graphic no novels Doubts. I have read in she years. It was amazing. And the fact that, that, um, that, that Gene's coming back, I, I, can't wait to see what, what, um, what happens, what, what story they're gonna do. And, um, yeah, the characters are amazing, um, and the talent. I mean, yeah, this is just, yeah, they're just, this is, I can tell you already that they're gonna knock this out of the park so yeah i I absolutely can't wait. This might be one of those issues um that I read as I'm waiting in line to buy it at the comic shop so mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah i'm I'm definitely uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, forward to this one and up next uh and this is another great story is that uh d c has revealed the first wave of the relaunch of Milestone. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: How long have we been waiting for this, Brad? Yeah. You and I mm-hmm. have talked about yep. this non-stop off the airwaves, and we've talked about it with the whole gang, with Seth, with Kelly, with Kendra on the airwaves, because we remember the original Milestone comics. Um, never should have ended, but with some of the top creators who brought it to us the first time coming back, Bill Sienkiewicz is coming back inking, Um all our favourite characters, bang up to date, brand new, with a massive anthology. Not just what we saw for um, Fandom, but the whole thing with an extra 20 odd pages added in. Dude, we thought we may never see this. They touted the return of Milestone a few years back and it never happened. Now we've got a date. Now we've got a title. Now we know it's definitely coming. And these amazing characters, Static, oh man cannot wait this is brilliant 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 this is one of those new stories that just has me dancing with joy um i take it you're happy too my brother yes yes
1: yes uh because you know and i've mentioned this before that i love that they're relaunching this because the first time milestone hit it was it was in a phase where i wasn't where i wasn't collecting so it kind of it kind of missed me the first time so it's all stuff that i've had to kind of rediscover but the fact that that um i can be here as this launches is just is great i i I, you know i can't wait um you know and this is going to be you know we we are seeing a lot of these that it's going to be digital first so but i think this is one thing that i will Seek out even on the digital platforms because, um, yeah, this is just going to be – this is another one of those surefire things that's just going to be amazing. So, you know, once again, I keep saying it, but this is a golden age to be a DC fan, and this is a perfect example. Um, This is – Truth. So – and this is so timely and – necessary. I mean there's part of me that's thinking, "Oh man, DC you should have done this years ago." But there's no time like the present. So, oh, yeah. yeah, let's yeah, oh, yeah. I, I I I'm I'm super excited. Super excited uh for this. And up uh, next, uh DC is going to be celebrating uh John Stewart's 50th anniversary yes. with a, a new hardcover collection. What was your take on this?
2: Again, <sighs> what fantastic fantastic news um when i was younger when my son was uh was little one of the shows he and i used to adore was the justice league animated series Mm -hmm. and obviously for my boy watching that show his first green lantern was John Stewart. John Stewart remains one of Adam's favourite characters to this day. And because he's my son's favourite Green Lantern, he's got a special place in my heart. But even before that, you know how much I idolised Denny O'Neill, who created John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reading those hard travelling heroes, Green Lantern, Green Arrow stories back in the day, seeing, um John Stewart appear on the pages of those comics, and the fact that this dude has been around for just shy of a year less than I have. He's celebrating his 50th anniversary on the year I turned 51. That's huge. That's like 99.9% of my life and John Stewart's been around for it. Um, I was overjoyed with Action Comics 1000. I love Detective Comics 1000. I love all the 80th anniversary celebrations for Wonder Woman, Flash, Robin, Joker and Catwoman last year. This one to me, it might be 30 years less, but it's every bit as important. It's a hardcover. It's 30 bucks. I don't care. I am buying this collection and I am treasuring it. This is just awesome. A friend of mine, um, BZ Cullens recently made a short film, uh, based on John Stewart because John Stewart is his jam as well. I sent him this news as soon as I put the post up on the internet and his reaction was, as you can guess, Fairly phenomenal. This is great. Please, Lord, let it lead to a bit more John Stewart in the comics. I loved his role in Future State. His new look, great, fantastic. More John Stewart, please. Again, happy news, mate. Happy news. What did you make of it? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: I I I'm excited for this too. And, and quite frankly, thirty dollars is a good uh, a good value. I think for the stories that we're going to be getting in this collection. Uh, I think yeah. that's a lot, of, a lot of bang for your buck and um yeah i i and I think that you know you brought up a good point is that for a lot of people out there who are currently collecting comics because of that Justice League animated series that you know that was their first, oh, introduction. yeah, so there are a lot of people that for them, John Stewart is green Lantern, and mm-hmm. uh he he's finally getting so the you know the respect that he's due. Um, sometimes i think with green lantern he tends to get overlooked and uh it's good to see that um, Mm -hmm. that he's getting this this whole collection you know to you know um and 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 that's another one of my favorite things about future state is the green lantern stories with john stewart so yeah um i um i'm totally down for this yeah absolutely Okay. And, uh, this, this next story, Steve, is something that's probably right up your alley. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight will be, uh, continuing in a new
2: Digital First series. Uh, what was your take on this? <laughs> you know me so well, Brett. <laughs> you know me so well. Do you know what I did when I got this email from DC with the press release saying that Listening to the Dark Knight was coming back? Do you know what I did? I pulled out my long boxes and pulled out all my Legends of the Dark Knight comics because uh, I, this is huge and people might not realize this if they weren't around when the title originally launched. The, up until that point, the only solo Batman comics were Batman and Detective. Legends of the Dark Knight was the first brand new solo Batman comic since 1940. So when it came out, it was huge. But the fact that it um, seemed to dwell solely on the first three or four years of Batman's career, where you saw Batman as an amateur, Batman still learning the trade, Batman meeting his villains, Batman's first uh, introduction to a a souped-up Batmobile or a Bat-single and everything else, all those classic stories, it filled in gaps from Batman Year One, Batman Year Two, uh, Long Halloween, Dark Victory. It was like brand new stories with a vintage young Batman and it was fantastic. I mean, these are the stories that introduced Venom to the DC universe long before we learned of Bane. And it was just fantastic. We got to meet creators like Tim Sale because of this. So if that's going to happen again, if we're going to see vintage writers and artists and then brand new up and coming talents telling great new batman stories just like the way the dark knight uh uh, legends of the dark knight did back in the day then it can only be good news and yeah i hear a lot of people saying batman overkill this than the other too much batman but hey if people didn't want it they wouldn't make it and when you get the best writers and artists chomping at the bit to make batman stories it means something This character means something to the creators as well as to the fans. And to the people who say it's overkill, Are they sick of it. Hey, read something you do like. Don't knock it and don't um, destroy the dreams and the hopes and likes of fans who are enjoying this stuff. Pick it up and read it. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, then pick up the one you do like. But for me, it's taking me back to happy, happy years. And it's another Batman book. Can I afford it? Not really. Do I care? Not at all. <laughs> what did you make of
1: it? Yeah, you know, it, here, here's the hive mind again. Um, uh, you, you brought up two things that I really, that really struck me about the story. One is the creative teams that kind of got their start on, Bat- not necessarily oh, their start God. on this, but their start with Batman mm. from, you know, the original series. And hopefully we can see come, you know some of that new up and coming talent you know really catch on fire here We're writing some really good Batman stories and uh in um, just just the idea that um it is those early those early stories, and that is such a cool time period for Batman, I think um so yeah, yeah I, I, I I think that there's there's plenty of really cool stories that can be told. And you know what? You are absolutely right. If <laughs> you can talk Batman overkill you all you want. But if people didn't want it, they wouldn't produce it. So, you know, you Batman is the gold standard right now. People love Batman and uh give the people what they want. can not go it's, it's wrong with that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, sticking with some Batman news here, uh, the upcoming Tom Taylor and Andy Kubrick Batman series gets a new name. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: Well, first of all, I was really excited for this title before uh, they changed the name of it because of two things, Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert. To me, those two men are at the top of their game. They're producing home runs with every single thing they release. Tom Taylor, dude, ugh, he's killing me. His Injustice, incredible. Deceased, incredible. Suicide Squad, incredible. Um, His is he's one of the few Spidey titles I can still uh, get down with. This guy clearly lives, breathes comics books. They're in his blood. They're in his DNA. And the fact that they've changed the name of this book to Batman, the detective, how many times have you and I said that that's the aspect of the character? We need to see a on screen a lot more than we have, but the side of the character that's used very little considering he's known throughout the world as the world's greatest detective. If this is going to be, a miniseries focusing on his detective skills, sleuthing, working out mysteries, following clues. I could not be more happy if you dosed me up with Joker Venom and then the cure immediately afterwards. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Top level creators, miniseries, detective. That ticks all my boxes. What about you, Brad?
1: Yeah, I you know talk about how many Batman series there are, I think then that's a perfect opportunity to get a series that does focus on the detective part of it yes. all because so many don't so you know why why not explore that a little bit? You know, and you know injustice is far and away the absolute best video game. Connected or Mm -hmm. adaptation movie book comics what have you it is so far and away the best that's ever been produced that i remember reading it i couldn't believe how good it was i was saying this this is based on a video game as much as i love video games i was thinking it shouldn't be this good but it just you know it was amazing so from that point I was I was a Tom Taylor fan, so I, I, I'm i down to to see what you know, see what he does. I think that um him and Tom King and Scott Snyder uh are kind of the the next wave of your Grant Morrisons and
3: uh Oh good uh, cool.
1: And um you know Neil Gaiman's and, you know, mm. Gardana, you know, all those, all those writers, you know, that we, that you and I talked so much about. This is, this is the new phase, the new generation of those type of writers. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited uh, for this one too. And yeah, I'm going to come back to it and say that yeah, I love the idea that we're going to be focusing on the detective part of it all. Um, so yeah, once again, it's a great time to be a DC fan. Oh, yes. And up next, uh Stargirl is going to get a spring break uh special from Jeff Johns and Todd Noick. Uh what was your take on this?
2: Um I think that this week's episode of the podcast was designed with you and I in mind, my friend. Apart <laughs> from the Wonder Girl yeah. story All this stuff is so up our alleys that they should rename these alleys Brad and Steve Alley. Um, (laughs) Wow. Amazing. Um, Again, we've both talked about it at Infinite and we weren't expecting much from the Stargirl series, but it blew our minds. Um, More Stargirl comics? amazing and i didn't even have to bribe anybody or swear or say hey how come we're not getting more star god comics uh where's the justice society where's the legion of superheroes they've just given it to us i'm happy and mm-hmm. a great creative team once again mm-hmm. i'm going to get into so much trouble with all the comics that i'm wanting to buy and all the room i don't have (laughs) and a very angry wife with a baseball bat but hey (laughs) at least i'll die with a smile on my face (laughs) exactly um wow this is great news i mean i take it you're happy too mate yeah yeah yes um
1: not only because you know like we you know we talked you know like you said at infidium about just how good the show is we weren't expecting it to be good and it blew us away and not only that that i'm just really interested in the character again but the stars and stripes series from uh like you know the yes early 2000s was so good and this is such a throwback to that that i i i'm gonna enjoy just visiting that world again so yeah yeah i it's just one of those things where you you just can't go wrong it's almost guaranteed to be good um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm 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 down completely. I'm definitely looking forward to this. And up next, uh, we got a first look at the Poison Ivy graphic novel, Thorns. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: Don't you just love it when, after seeing all the cosmic weirdness of death metal and all the action-packed stuff you see in monthly books all around that you get drawn in by this beautiful simple earthy quirky artwork and a story again i mean you and i have both talked about this and and kelly and kendra have too kendra loves reviewing these titles she's already told me steve if i if you give this book to anyone else to review i'm never going to speak to you again um when you get a brand new take on these characters and DC, I'm sorry, I love Marvel, I love uh, Image, I love all the independents, but DC right now, with the range, the sheer range of stories and books they're putting out for every single age of reader, these young adult graphic novels, Teen Titans, Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, Catwoman Under the Moon, I mean, all these books have been phenomenal. And now we're getting one based on Poison Ivy, which looks scary, cool, quirky, beautiful. Dude, again, um, you say it and I'm going to steal it. This is a great time to be a DC Comics fan. Any way you look at it. Um, What do you make of this? It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes.
1: And once again, (laughs) we're doing a lot of... um hive minding tonight because and maybe that is because these stories are right up our alleys but um
5: yeah
1: these with the craziness of the stuff that's going on in in the main dc universe it is great to have these little earthy and quirky self-contained stories and i i I i love these um young adult Books like the, the Cami Garcia books have been great. Breaking Glass was great. They've all had so, so much to offer. And even if I'm not the target audience, I've really, really enjoyed these takes on the characters. And these, these series of graphic novels are a main part of that reason that it's great to be a DC fan because, you know, DC is having so much fun taking these characters in, in, um, in interesting directions not only are stories well told but they're getting more people into these characters so you know dc keep doing what you're doing and and you know the artwork's great this is definitely one that yeah. i'm going to be um you know looking forward to
2: it's for guaranteeing sure. new readers for the future isn't it i mean that's the most yep. important thing really mm-hmm.
1: yep yeah i mean that's that's really what it comes down to is um, that you have to keep you have to keep people in the shops you have to get people coming back people are always going to go see the movies, but this mm-hmm. is what gets people into the comic shops Absolutely. and I've mentioned this before is that um, it, it's it would be a shame to think of the comics publishing going away because so much of what has Provided the source material for these movies that we're seeing aren't old comic stories. They're, Mm -hmm. they're new and we need that new blood that those new stories to draw from. So anything that keeps the people going back to the shops, I, I I think it's a great thing. That's why I love free comic book days so much. So yeah. It's one
2: of my favorite days of the year.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I, uh, I, I totally agree with you. So. So yeah, yeah, it is a great time to be a DC fan, and it's a great time to get your children into DC because there's, if you have a young child, you can pick them up flashbacks. If you have a preteen teenager, you can get them some of these YA books. If you got a kid in college, you can give them Alan Moore Swamp Thing. I mean, <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's there's something for everybody.
0: Hey. Even though
1: Alan Moore Swamp Thing's not new, but you know what I'm saying, but um. Okay, awesome. So up uh, up next, uh, yet another Batman story. And if punchline wasn't enough, we will be getting a new villain called Miracle Molly in Batman 108. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: Now, it's at times like this and I'm really glad I'm talking to you, Brad, because yes. I saw this character and I looked in at her eyes and I looked at her hair and I looked at what she was wearing and I thought, delirium is that you that's
1: exactly what i have you grown up uh, yes
2: (laughs) i thought whoa whoa, what the whoa Mm -hmm. and again james tynan has been firing on gas i mean punchline has destroyed the internet people are in love with her because she is pure evil she is like everything Harley Quinn wasn't and isn't and has gone completely in the other direction. Um, Ghostmaker has proven to be another big hit. Someone who trained with Batman but is a little bit more <clears throat> killy. Um, so that so <laughs> should shut up the audiences who says why does Batman kill? Well, this is why. This dude right here, look at him, happy now? Mm-hmm. So Miracle Molly, uh, I'm a little bit in love with her because she looks bonkers. But she's been touted as a villain, but I just got that Delirium of the Endless vibe. So I'm already intrigued. I already want to read more and I know nothing. Again, these character designs, these artists are absolutely on fire. So once again, Batman book, I'm already going to be reading it, but now I want it in my hands. I don't want to wait for it. That's what I'm thinking. So by your reaction, you felt the same way about her, I think.
1: Yeah. You know, right when you I have it pulled up in front of me and right when you said delirium. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The and I'm going to go flicky fashions here for a second. I, I absolutely Woo-hoo! love the character design. I love the sneakers. Um, it's almost cyberpunk, almost, you know, um, yes. Club Kid. But it's I almost expected her to start making little frogs. That's how much she exactly. reminded me exactly. of of um, Delirium. I almost expected her to break into Tori Amos songs because <laughs> we all know that Neil Gaiman based Delirium on Tori Amos. But yeah, I I, I I um yeah, I just I can't wait to see what this uh you know, what what the character brings. And I and I gotta tell you the main Batman title ever since um the Joker War yeah. And after, it was one of those, you know, I knew when I was going into the comic shop that, okay, I'm going to pick up the Joker War issues, but mm-hmm. I could not help myself after Joker War was over to pick up these other Batman issues leading into the future now. state. I just, I, I was like, well, I could wait for the trade, but there was always something that, that beyond my control that had me grab it off the shelf. And, um, I I think this is absolutely. You're seeing these pages, and you know I, I think that that's something that's definitely going to keep happening. So I I don't expect to stop reading the main Batman issues as they as they come out. So yeah yeah man,
2: this is um, this is going to be a fun ride. Did you get a, a Steve Ditko, Jim Steranko, Jack Kirby feel from her as well? Because I got a lot of a little
1: that. bit. Yeah yeah, I can see that.
2: Yeah oh, yeah, brilliant.
1: Yeah, and uh, up next, uh, DC will be releasing a brand new Justice League digital series uh, this April. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: Um, I'm not gonna lie, this one has me worried because Last Ride, and mm-hmm. if you read the synopsis and you read the article, um, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Having irreconcilable differences and the league breaking up. Could this be the final Justice League story? Um, worried? Yeah, a little bit, but, um, am I going to read it? Uh, yeah, a lot. What, um, what could cause that? I mean, I cannot fathom. I mean, even when Batman in the Grant Morrison, Mark Wade days, um, it, it was discovered he had secret plans to take down the league in case they turned evil. Yeah, they kicked him out of the league, but, they realised he was doing it for a good reason. He got brought back into the fold, but for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to part company, um, yeah, shocking. Uh, definitely a good premise for a book, and definitely one that'll have readers wondering what the hell's going on and, and going out and buying it. So, yeah, great idea. Scary, but good. What did you make of it?
0: Um, yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm a little curious. Although I gotta admit, I do kind of like. I like it when the main characters kind of don't get along, when Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman kind of are at odds. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite um, moments or one of those moments that I was just like, dang, um, up there when Batman found the uh, comedian button in – uh, Rebirth was in Infinite Crisis one when Batman turns to Superman and says, "The last time you met, en- meant anything to anybody was when you were dead." I was
2: like, Ugh. "Oh
1: man!" Yeah, that and was
2: harsh. Right? <laughs> like, Absolutely. But, uh,
1: you know that. So you do have that kind of drama and that conflict can be really. Uh, really fun if written well so i'm 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 cautious, but this is i gotta say i'm kind of i'm kind of intrigued by yes. the um by the story, so you know we'll see but um exactly. as of right now i th- I think it's something that I'm definitely going to be certainly curious uh, curious about and uh up next we have uh the first infinite frontier crossover um and that's going to be suicide squad uh and the teen titans academy uh, what was your take on this
2: it has been hoping that obviously i i you know that i reviewed teen titans um for dc comics news i'm hoping that means that uh i still am because this sounds crazy. I mean, with the introduction of Red X in the future state books, and you and I both know that Red X was a figure of mystery because for months and months and months on the original Teen Titans TV show, the animated series, um Dick Grayson became Red X to infiltrate Slade Wilson's um, organization, but he quit the role. But then as someone else turned up as Red X and the series was, ended and we never found out who and then they did the same thing in the comics now have you read the future state teen titans books mm-hmm. yep i mean to yeah. me the only person i could think of it being is um don hall come back from the dead i'm the only person i can see it mm-hmm. because they said it's a ghost they said he died and he'd come back and they said sometimes it can do that when someone needs help but um if that's the case who is the Red X in the new series that could be taking over the leadership of the Suicide Squad? Um, I'm just like fascinated. I love the Teen Titans have done forever since the early days when Wonder Woman was Wonder Girl, believe it or not. And mainly through the what marvel George Perez years. And most recently for the fantastic stories by Adam Glass. So I'm really looking forward to this. And, um, Suicide Squad coming back as well, and both titles crossing over. Yep, I am there. What about you, sir? See, yeah, I I like this idea.
1: Uh, one because I think the Red X mystery is one of the bigger mysteries, or if not the biggest mystery, of um, future state kind of you know so i think that that story still needs to be touched on and it's cool to have a crossover like this because it doesn't have to be a over the top bigger than the next the last thing kind of crossover it can be a nice contained action story so you don't have to go all crazy right out of the gate so i think that's a a good way to to go with the first crossover in infinite frontier so um yeah, yeah, I think this could be this could be another one of those things that could be, uh, you know, a lot of fun and answer some questions that really need answering after future state. So, yeah, I mean, look, man, we have a lot of cool stuff to look forward to uh, over the course of the, you know, uh, man, we might still be dealing with COVID, but man, we've got some
2: we got some stuff to to uh to keep us occupied. Hey, man, if we're going to be logged in at home, at least we've got some good stuff to
1: read. Yep, yep. And our last bit of comic book news is that, uh, Thor is returning to help Wonder Woman, uh, fight her evil self. Uh, what was your, what was your take on this?
2: This article creased me up. Because there's always this debate between Marvel and DC fans. Yeah, uh, Marvel are more up to date. They've got the finger on the pulse. Yeah, but they basically copied everything DC did and this, that and the other. And yes, indeed, it's true. Thor appeared as a hero for DC long before he did for Marvel. But is that the Thor that's coming to help Wonder Woman on this new adventure? Because um, of all the pictures we've seen for this little snippet, none of them include thor now is this a red herring is this saying it's a brand new thor is it the thor we remember from the golden and silver age or finally with all the talk is this a brand new dc marvel crossover that they're gonna drop on us out of the blue i mean i'm probably smoking too many pipes in in my dreams and (laughs) wishing my life away and, and thinking of things that could never be but hey um there's no pictures of four. Why are you teasing this if it's going to be something random like a DC version of the character, which is only going to get um DC haters even more <laughs> riled up? So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being overly optimistic and reading things that aren't there. But wouldn't that be cool? Dude, uh, once again, you jumped into
1: my mind. Now, it, it, here's, here's exactly what intrigues me about the idea of Thor and not seeing him and the possibility of a Marvel connection. And I could be completely off base here, but I think that there is something brewing that the powers that be may know about, but they're not ready to release it to fans yet Mm -hmm. and we've seen and we've seen this in both dc and marvel we've seen it of course in uh doomsday clock when mr manhattan sees the future he mentions the god of thunder fighting the green monster and we we got the the justice league making a kind of appearance in issue two of danny kate's run on thor Mm -hmm. so we've got some breadcrumbs there. Exactly. And so, if this happens, I think we can definitely at the very least say that it's going to center some way around Thor. So, the fact that they're bringing Thor into Wonder Woman, it may not be a direct lead into announcing that crossover, but it's definitely something that's going to get us prepared. And I think that that's so cool. (laughs) I just... I love this idea because it seems, and maybe this is just me nerding out, but it seems like if they're going to do a, a crossover, this crossover is going to be bigger than anything we've ever seen. It's going to be bigger than the other DC Marvel crossovers that they've done in the past. Oh, um, can you imagine? And I, like I said, I could be completely off the mark, but I think that there is something, something brewing. So I think this is just the next step in that. And who knows how long we're going to have to wait. Um, the you, you know, things like canceling generations and figuring out mm-hmm. what to do when that was canceled. And, you know, you know that comic companies, they they have their whole kind of editorial calendar planned out. So I'm not oh, yeah. sure when it's going to happen, but I think that, that definitely something's on the horizon. So well, the fact that the both place.
2: our minds went there has got to mean something because yeah i mean, on our own we're both completely bonkers but together i think we have a strange kind of powerful symbiosis and when it's yeah. all four or five of us even more so um oh if that's the case but can you imagine obviously everyone always expects with a crossover it's going to be batman it's going to be superman it's going to be spider man it's going to be hulk it's going to be the avengers it's going to be the jla but wonder woman and thor it's something that could completely slip under the radar and blow everyone's minds. But and it makes so much sense. Right. Because they're both from, Demi you gods. know. Uh, they're both.
1: Yeah, yeah. From <laughs> mythologies. Yeah. You know, that it, it makes it, it, it. It's like, why didn't they do this before? Because yeah. people just, you know, because this is this is why I would be excited about this crossover and why i think that it's going to be bigger than every crossover before because i think a lot of the past marvel dc crossovers were simply wouldn't it be cool if superman fought hulk or thor And, and not really thinking of a good story but i think that what we may be getting is something that's going to have lasting consequences you know you know in both comics universes uh you know i going back even a little bit further i think one of the things that you know we can trace back to is breaking the source wall because there are Absolutely. certain theories that what lies beyond the source wall you know besides you know the, those huge demons that came through but a lot of people are thinking well that could be the marvel universe so even going f- as far back as that so yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that's just me like geeking out again because i i want I want that to be a reality to really have um a consequential crossover that would be the best and not just something that's throwaway and you know a Thor Wonder Woman makes perfect absolute perfect sense
2: well said, I'm with yeah. you. listen to Brad world he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> oh you flatter me. <laughs> But, no, they you, but you know
5: what you
1: but, you know, what you obviously, Steve, people, you know what you're talking about, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we're both if we're both. We on both same, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that we can safely say that we're on to something.
2: <laughs> if you're not showing me Thor, you're not showing me Thor for a bloody good reason. I mean, the only thing that can make me happier and I know it's a little bit late, but if it was Lady Thor, if it was the Jane Foster Thor with Wonder Woman that mm-hmm. would just be awesome as well, particularly as that's the Thor we're getting in the next movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that sometimes it's annoying when they do base a lot of their comic book stuff on the movie stuff, but like we all know, that's what gets readers on board. And of course, Thor is still around. He's got an axe instead of a hammer, but he's still around mm-hmm. too. And uh, Just so many possibilities. See, what I think about like, I don't even expect it to be Marvel Comics Thor. Not at all.
1: But how cool would it be it
3: was. If, if, exactly like,
1: if, if it was, or, or like going back to the Batman finding the button, mm-hmm. how amazing it would be if like the last panel or the last page, it was kind of like an after credit scene where we see the hammer with the that message that's on it. I can't remember
2: the, it what so it means, have the power of Thor. Ah.
1: Just see that? I mean, that would just be mind-blowing. I mean, I would just, you know, those, it's moments like that that I read comics, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, even something like that I, I would just absolutely love. I mean, yes. shoot, we could talk about this for hours, but... Um, day. <laughs> but moving on to one last bit of uh, news is uh, we got a look at uh, Poison Ivy uh, fine art print from Sideshow Collectibles. Uh, what was your take on this?
2: How gorgeous is that piece of art? But then again, <sighs> Sideshow Collectibles, I just wish I had the money of a Tony Stark or a Bruce Wayne because seriously, I would kit out an entire warehouse of a room with sideshow collectibles with these yeah. prints with their statues with the hot toys action figures this thing is gorgeous again it's part of a pair there's a there's a harley quinn piece that goes with it and both of them together are from two of the recent covers from the uh, poison Ivy harley quinn uh miniseries and they're just divine this is the kind of art that deserves to be put up on somebody's wall i mean our buddy kelly we miss you her wall of fame Tell you what, wouldn't this fit there perfectly? Um, Gorgeous piece of art. Brilliant artist. Sideshow Collectibles, I love you. I salute you. Um, Did you get to see the recent um, Insight Editions book, The Art of Sideshow? No, I haven't.
1: But I that, do have I do have they've had like other art books um, yeah. that weren't necessarily inside editions that I do that I do have that were
2: just yeah I could look at those those yeah. for hours. Yeah. Every page is draw worthy. So, dude, um, again, Sideshow DC Comics, my hat is off. I salute you. What did you make of it? Isn't it great? Yeah,
1: I I, I love Sideshow, and one of my favorite things about Poison Ivy is is just how she's interpreted by different artists and the different looks that they come up with. And I love this look. I love the look on her face. It's just, yeah, I wish I had a huge warehouse that I could set up like a museum with all, mm-hmm. like, the sideshow. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're just, yeah, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, that wraps up our uh, our news, but uh, let 's take a few minutes here, Steve, and uh, tell me what have you been uh, what have you been reading lately
2: um, well, as you 're aware the u k is still in a full um, lockdown, so it 's only like supermarkets and essential like hardware stores and things that are open so i've been starting to catalog my comics and As you know, Brad, there's no way a comics fan can go through comics and not pick a few up and reread them. Why? Because you've pulled them out and they're in your hands. So over recent weeks, I have gone comic bananas. Um, I've recently reread Batman Year One. Dark uh, Victory and Long Halloween um, I've pulled out all my Legends of the Dark Knight because of the new story we mentioned hmm. earlier and um, as you know I've got another little podcast I do called Superheroes for Dummies which means that I am now rereading the entire Len Wayne, Bernie Wrightson, Alan Moore, John Toltman, Steve Bissett, Rick Feach, Alfredo Alcala uh, Swamp Things so I am reliving my teens and uh, having a great time doing it. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Nope.
1: Because, because (laughs) one, you know, what I was going to bring up and I I mentioned it earlier is Eleanor Swamp Thing because Mm -hmm. just this weekend I completed my collection of the six volumes of Alan Moore's run. So I need to get my next thing. Editions. Yeah, is I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna dive back into into that world uh this week. So yeah, that's that's so funny. Yeah, uh, great minds think alike, I guess.
2: <laughs> oh yes, so do ours, funnily enough, bro yeah,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going back to the. Oh, um, in that
2: case, you and I need to talk over the next few weeks. Um. So we we really really need to talk right. about this. So yeah. the graphic novel collection, the collected editions, the trade paperbacks of Alan Moore's one are six books, right? Yes. Yep. That's easy to get. That's only six mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Thank you.
1: Yep. And <laughs> I've got a uh, birthday
2: coming up, so. Um, <laughs> good, yeah, there, you there you go. That's what about good. you? So yeah, apart from that, which we're both doing, what else?
1: You I, I, I um this weekend I spent um time getting um, all caught up on on future state so I am up to date with as far as you might actually be a little further ahead of me reading you know the the press stuff that we get but as far as the stuff that's come out actually on the shelves I uh, spent some time getting caught up in all that and I don't have a negative thing to say about any of it i loved future state and i'm glad that i just took the plunge and decided to just go all in and get them all because there are um you know there's things that i love about all you know almost every one of those titles so i've had a lot of fun you know reading that and uh, i think infinite frontier is going to be uh, a lot of fun and you know I, i i think that i 'm going to feel compelled when it's all over to go and, and reread some of it because i'm I'm curious to see if I'm missing ways in which everything's going to tie together so that's I'm um, kind of looking forward to that in the next few weeks as well and i, I also recently um, uh, reread um, the uh, the Joker by Nazarello's graphic novel. Which I, Whoa, uh, I actually pretty. enjoyed it a lot, um, more the, you know, this, this time through. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I think that I had, uh, read it like a day or two before I listened to your episode on, uh, the Joker superheroes for dummies. And, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad that that oh, got, cool. that, that got mentioned in that as well, because I think that that's, uh, it was a, it was a really good story. So that's, that's, um, that's what I have been, uh, I've been reading. Uh Any? Have you been reading anything else?
2: No, that's that's about it. I'm gonna yeah. try and uh um, get all of that read because we're recording in three days, and that's a lot of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's gonna yeah. keep me busy for a while. After that, though, I am uh, possibly, I think, um gonna start because I the couple of weeks before I reread all of Tom King's Batman run and the entire James Tynan Detective Comics run. So Mm -hmm. I think I might bite the bullet and either go back to the beginning of Grant Morrison or go back to the beginning of Scott Snyder. But because Scott Mm -hmm. Snyder builds on Morrison, I should really go back to Morrison and then go into Scott Snyder. We'll see. See how I feel after the Swamp thing and, and the invasion of the Parliament of Trees and Things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the close of another episode of DC Comics News. Uh, podcast, uh, please, uh, like us, rate us, subscribe on, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, the uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever that may be. Drop us a line, tell us what you think. And Steve, where can people contact you if they want to, uh, you know, get some more Batman knowledge?
2: <laughs> to talk to me, tweet me all day, every day, all day and all night. Um, I am five hours ahead of Eastern, but that, that means I might be asleep when you're awake, but I will answer you, I promise. The best way to do that is at steve E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O on Twitter. You can also read my work just by typing in the words Steve J. Ray or fantastic universe into your search engine of choice that'll take you to my written work across three different websites news reviews and interviews big stars big names lovely comics it's all there listen to this wonderful show which i do with brad with kelly with kendra with seth most weeks And listen to their show holly quinn that's just brilliant and um, see what else comes out of that in the near future i've also got a little show on this network called i am the night which i usually do with my son Reviewing Batman at the animated series and the different network superheroes for Dummies. If you want to know more about characters, you tell us which character you want to talk about. You send us your questions, we'll answer them. And that's about it. But Brad, I know you have to have your own show. But for now, where else can the multiverse and all the different worlds find
1: you? You can find me writing news reviews, DC Comics news. Uh, you can. Uh Find me on also on the Mad Love uh Harley Quinn Podcast, part of the amazing DC Comics News Podcast Network, which also includes uh I Am the Night, like you said, and uh the Spinnerack, where our lovely co-host Seth Singleton goes over his five picks for the best DC Comics of the Week. And you can uh follow me on Twitter at uh FlickyB1. That's F like Frank, I-L-I-C-K-Y, the letter B, and number one. And with that, guys, have a great week. And we like to end every episode with a certain saying that is something that everybody should be doing. And that is to mm-hmm. read. More comics. Goodbye, everyone. They're good for you. Yes, they are.